Guess what? This is the decade that we're all waiting for. This right now, we're living in it. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't wanna just go to work, I wanna do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive, that's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is gonna be your year. Thanks to Weebly for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Weebly is more than a beautiful website builder. It's an all-in-one platform for artists and entrepreneurs who want to sell their products, build their brand, and create successful online businesses. Go to weebly.com slash dreamjob to get 15% off your first purchase. Thanks to Dagny Dover for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Dagny Dover is offering my listeners 20% off your purchase when you go to dagnydover.com slash dreamjob and enter my code dreamjob. Don't put off getting organized. My bag has changed my life. Check them out at Dagny Dover, D-A-G-N-E Dover.com slash dreamjob and use my code dreamjob for 20% off your order. Thanks to eHarmony for supporting our podcast. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. When you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Right now, my listeners get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Go to eHarmony.com and enter my code DREAMJOB at checkout. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code DREAMJOB at checkout. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so excited to have you guys here today because we're going to talk about the essential things that it really does take, in my opinion, to growing a very successful business. And I feel like these are things that could be game changers. I don't know that everybody talks this way, but I certainly know that the people who I've been blessed to be around have inspired me to think about things in a different way, and it's really changed my business. So I can't wait to dive in. Before we do, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Shauna Marie. She posted on Don't Keep Your Day Job's uh, Facebook group. She said, I just completed my first craft fair, would not have ventured into this without the motivation of this podcast. I covered the cost of my booth in cash sales and generated a ton of leads for custom orders onto phase two. You can find me on Instagram, she said, at part and parcel studio. Shauna, that photo of you is adorable. Your crafts are so cool and I'm so proud of you. It's amazing what you guys have been doing from listening to this podcast. I am so touched that this can be a catalyst for you to be doing your amazingness and putting you into the world. And that's why I wanted to do this episode today because I wanted to talk about some of the things that I think is sort of like in the recipe. Like what is the playbook to building a business at the heart of it? What is truly important? How can we make a living doing what we love? We're gonna dive into that today. Okay, you guys, I wanna let you know that at the end of this episode, I have something so cool to share with you. I'm launching something that's really gonna help you level up your business, get your gears turning, and help you make an impact by doing the thing that you wanna do. For a long time, people have been writing to me, asking me if I'm doing any mentoring, if I can help you work through things, if I can take this off the podcast and speak with you directly. And I have something really cool that I put together. I've been waiting so long to announce this. So please make sure you stick around at the end of the show if you want to hear all about it, because I can't wait to tell you what's going on. 
All right, so we're gonna go through the essential ingredients for building your business, but first, a very quick ad break. Thanks to Weebly for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Weebly is the easiest way to create an incredible looking website. Its e-commerce platform has the tools you need to sell products, create marketing campaigns, tell your brand story and more. And because Weebly's mission is to help turn people's great ideas into successful online businesses, they built an incredible support team. No scripts, no robots, just a friendly human who can help you do what needs doing. So if you've got a product or idea you want to share with the world, check out Weebly, have your online store up and running in a matter of hours. And because you listen to this podcast, you can visit weebly.com slash dreamjob and you can get 15% off your first purchase. That's weebly.com slash dreamjob. Okay, so let's go through it. We're gonna talk about creating your offer. We're gonna talk about defining and finding your audience. We're gonna talk about determining your outreach strategy, assessing strategically, creating content, and we're gonna see how we put all of those things together. So first of all, I've talked in the past about how I believe that alignment is the new hustle, and I think that this is really important when you're creating your offer, before you start to just put all your heart and soul, before you start to take massive action, we need to make sure that we are actually in alignment with the thing that we truly do best or the thing that the world really does want or the thing that is it for us. I find that often people have been working at something or having this idea or they have this thing that they want to do. And when they get quiet and they ask themselves, why? Maybe it's because somebody suggested it, or maybe it was because somebody else told them that they were really good at this thing. But we want to really make sure that the thing that we're going to pursue is the thing that we feel is the thing that makes us really come alive, or it really is the thing that the world truly wants. Do you remember when Jenna Fisher was here? She said that there are times in her life where she's had friends who are living in LA and they're actors and they just keep going for it and going for it and they get told no and things don't really happen so easily and they keep persevering and eventually they stumble upon trying this other avenue. They try writing or they try directing and the world just says yes and the doors open and things just start to flow. And she said, sometimes we have to be willing to really get quiet and look for where there is a yes and take the no as a gift so that it's not that this is never going to happen and you're just doomed to be unfulfilled, but maybe it's leading you to, to a place where you really get to show up because that's your zone of genius. Instead of trying to be like these other cool girls in school and wear what they're wearing, we want to be ourselves. And instead of building other people's dreams or doing other people's work, we want to find the work that's meant for us. So there's a few ways to do this. We can take ourselves on artist dates. We can take ourselves to a museum, take yourself to the beach, write in a journal, spend some time meditating. There are many ways to get quiet and start to really come to connect with what it is that really lights you up and what you're really passionate about. And getting quiet and doing that soul searching is really helpful. There also might be times where you just need to get your feet well. You just need to explore things because until you actually try it, you might not know if you like it. So let's say you have a suspicion that you might want to be a floral arranger, but you're just not sure. So maybe you spend some time shadowing a friend who actually works in that business, or you take somebody to lunch who's doing that particular job and you ask them some questions, or you see if you can do an internship or take a course and you allow yourself the time to play and explore and get messy and see what really feels like this is the thing that you were waiting to try. The other thing is this, sometimes the only way you know is by going all in and putting both feet in and you you dive in and then you really do see, 
okay, so this really wasn't it, but I'm glad I did it because it led me to realize that I didn't really want to be a photographer. I really want to be a stylist. But the only way I found that out was by going all in and doing that photography and working on building a business. And I came to realize that my favorite part of the photo shoot was helping people pick out their clothes. And so that's awesome too. I think that what we forget is that when you look at people who are masters in their field, if it's Fred Astaire, if it's Mozart, if it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, these people didn't do this overnight, right? Like there is a whole journey. And when Jonathan Adler was here, he talked about how he moved to New York City after graduating from Brown. He had no idea what he wanted to do with his life. He didn't know if he was going to move to Santa Fe and make baskets. He, he didn't know what he was going to do. He wound up getting fired from a series of jobs, one after the other. And then a friend of his said, well, what do you really love to do? And he said, well, I like making pottery. I like making pots, but he had never really spent the time to see if that could actually be something he could do full time. And he decided to explore it after exploring other things. And when he explored those other things, it was actually helpful because it led him to realize that he really didn't want to be doing those other things. And then when he dove into the pottery world, he was able to find a way and he saw that the doors started to open and he was in the flow. But that alignment that alignment has to come first. We have to be doing the thing that's really for us. And I think that that ikigai is important to keep in mind. It's a place where those three things intersect. What is the thing that I love doing, that I'm really good at, that also the world feels good about? Like it's something that I can do that contributes to the world. And it doesn't have to be this existential thing where unless you're, you know, saving the whales or helping a child, you know, get out of hunger, then it's it's not serving the world. That's not true. There are so many people who are being their beautiful selves and going to work every day at their bakery or at their art studio or writing screenplays. And they're absolutely making the world more delicious and more vibrant. Where is it that those three things come together for you? And I think giving yourself the patience to explore and put yourself in creative environments and allow yourself some space to get some sidewalk chalk or write in a journal or read the artist way or spend some time masterminding with a few friends and get together for brunch once once every other week and just brainstorm things or start applying for things or go to like learning annex classes and just, just start to play and I know it's frustrating if you don't know right away, but this is a this is something that a lot of people have had to explore and you're not alone in this and I promise that you will be led to that thing and I promise you will find it. I I believe that every person is an original no one ever was or will be you. So being you, that is your superpower and we want to figure out where your you-ness really shows up the most and so really understanding what is it that you're creating. And then the second part is finding your audience. This is where that whole idea of radical empathy comes into play. I believe that we've lived in a time for so long where people talked about introspection and, you know, what do you think and what do you want? And all that is really important because we need to know who we are, right? So that we can show up in the world. But what about introspection? What about empathy? What about thinking about how to serve and how to contribute? I think that we live in a world right now where there's like an empathy deficit. I think that people need connection and they're thirsty for it more than ever. And I think that we need to understand that being in business can be beautiful. This can be a way for you to serve the world. And so I want you to find out how this thing that you love doing can also 
offer something to somebody else and that they find this thing is beautiful. So finding your audience is really important. And when you're thinking about finding your audience, I want you to be as specific as possible because it's kind of like this. Let's say you're in this work environment and it's the holidays and you get a secret Santa and you pull a name out of a hat and it says, you know, Mark Smith and that's your secret Santa. Well, that's helpful because now you know you're not just buying a gift for someone, you're buying a gift for Mark Smith. So you can start really thinking about who is Mark and what would he like? And maybe you notice that he always has like golf stuff in his office, but maybe you think, you know, you want to get him something that's really out of the box that's going to show him that you really thought about him. And so you think, I'm going to go talk to Justin because Justin works right next to Mark and they always have lunch together. And I want to ask Justin what he knows about Mark. And maybe Justin says to you, you know, this is so random, but Mark is a Yanni fan. Like he loves Yanni's music. He loves Yanni. And you say to yourself, oh, I'm glad I investigated that a little further because that's not something I knew. And wouldn't that be cool if I like found something from Yanni, like a signed poster or if there's a concert coming up and I can get him tickets. And you go ahead and you get him that and he is blown away, right? It's the best. How different would that be if instead of picking out Mark Smith's name from The Secret Santa, if you just picked out something that said, you know, boy or girl, like it was just based on a gender? It's not as easy to to make sure you hit that target, right? Because there's lots of different guys in the office and they might have different things that they like. We want to be as specific as possible so that we really can make people feel seen. The thing that people are thirsty for more than anything is that real connection and people want to feel like you see them, like you get them, like you understand them. That makes people feel like they matter, like they're important. So this is something that we can actually make the heart and soul of our business. And the way that we can do it best is by really being specific. Who are we there to serve? Be as specific as you can. If you're making jewelry, try to be more specific than saying, I'm making jewelry for people who like jewelry or making jewelry for women between the ages of 20 and 50. Be more specific. What kind? Are you making jewelry? jewelry for women who are kind of like, you know, they're, they're working moms or you're making jewelry for people who are spiritual or you're making jewelry for people who are into sort of like hippie things. Are you making jewelry for people who like sort of like high end luxury? I want you to really spend some time with it. I want you to start thinking about like, what do they do every day and where do they shop and what shoes would they wear and what music do they listen to? I want you to really think about this ideal person that you would be making this for because the more you understand who she is or who he is the more you're going to be able to speak their language and then think about how you would tailor what you're making to be something that they go ah I love that you know I love the brand spiritual gangster I don't know if you guys ever seen it but it's great and all of their shirts and sweatshirts they all have something spiritual written on them like good vibes only or gratitude or namaste and so I think that they were really specific instead of just saying, you know, we're making some clothes and it's clothes for women. I think they thought we're making clothes for this kind of person who she goes to yoga classes or she aspires to put more good in the world or she reads these kind of books. And every time I look at the racks of clothes, I feel like every single one of those shirts is for me. I'm like, oh, my God, I want this one and I want this one. And it's a great experience and it definitely makes me feel uplifted. And they 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 hit it out of the park. They knew who their customer was. They know who their audience is. And, and that helps them, right? It helps them to make a product that they don't have to sell because they thought ahead about who this person is and they thought about what they would want. And now they're just like, here, isn't this what you want? And you're like, yes, I do want that. 
Why is this also important to find your audience? Because what you want to do in finding your audience is you want to find people who already have been working to serve that audience and you want to offer them some empathy so that you can partner together in bringing what you're creating to their audience as well. Here's what I mean. If you don't want to take your t-shirts or your jewelry or your cupcakes and have to go door to door and just sell to one person at a time, then you want to think about where this audience of yours is already going. Are they reading this blog? Are they going to this coffee shop? Are they going to this boutique? Why? Because once you have a clear idea of who your end user is, who this person is that you're making stuff for, and then you sort of zoom out and you think, well, I think that person already goes to, let's say, this kind of boutique. Maybe then you go to that boutique and you say to the boutique owner, I think that what I'm creating might be something that's also helpful to bringing you value. Would you like this? Would you like to have this in your shop? And maybe the person says, yeah, thanks for like taking the time to really get what I'm doing. That's something that I think that my customers would love. Sure, I'd love to sell those cups or that jewelry in my store. Do you see what I'm saying? So we want to know who our end user is and we want to know where our end user is already going. Let's say you create videos where you talk about vegan vegan food. Maybe you think to yourself, well, what are the blogs where my audience is already going and reading and and interested? And maybe I can reach out to those blogs who are always looking for content. And maybe I can see if what I'm creating is something that's helpful to them, that helps them do their thing. And maybe they'd want to stream my video on their blog, or maybe I can create other kinds of content that they would want to showcase for their audience. Do you see what I'm saying? So number one is being in alignment and really understanding what you're offering, what you're creating. And number two is figuring out who you're making it for and figuring out not only who you're making it for, but where they're already going. So finding your audience is going to change your business like like you've never seen. Then what you want to do is you want to get feedback. This is essential. You know, every time that you're buying something, whether it's coffee or t-shirt or sneakers, the company or the person who's behind what it is that you're buying has spent so much time not only thinking about you, but sitting in focus groups, gathering data and finding out what people thought about what they were making so that they could go back and assess and make it better. I remember recently a friend of mine had me over to her house because a friend of hers was there to do sort of a focus group for this um, peanut butter thing she was starting. And she was starting to make snacks for kids. And so my friend invited a bunch of moms over so that we could give her friend some feedback on these snacks that she wanted to start creating to see if our kids would, would eat them or like them. And I'll tell you what, people love to be asked for their opinion. So I know it might seem a little bit scary to go and talk to this person at the gallery. Let's say you're a photographer and you want to ask this gallery owner what kind of things that they like having in their gallery, if they like the photos that you're doing, if they would prefer it in black and white. Sure, it is scary to ask somebody that you don't know these questions, but people love to be heard. People love to give their opinions. And I'm telling you, you'll be pleasantly surprised that it will be much less scary than you actually think. And by walking in and gaining this data, you're going to feel like it's a level up like you've never seen because now you know firsthand, you don't have to just sort of like run into walls in the dark. You can know when you're making things what it is that this person wants. And so if this gallery owner says to you, you know what we love? We'd love to do a whole series of photos on Coney Island. You can say like, oh, well actually have one and maybe I should go back with my camera and do some more. And then you can ask, would you like them to be black and white? Is there a certain size that you like them? Is there anything I should know about it? And maybe they say to you, yeah, we're doing a whole series on 
you know, circles and cylinders. So, so just take pictures of the Ferris wheel and you're like, great, wouldn't have known that. Now I'll know to take pictures of the Ferris wheel and I'll be much closer, hopefully, to getting it right about what it is that they need. And now they might really want to hang those in their gallery. So we want to understand what we're offering. We want to find our audience and then we want to get feedback along the way. If you've been listening to this podcast, every single person who's been on talked about these components and they talked about the moments where they actually had to get feedback and where the feedback was the game changer. Bringing back the Jonathan Adler story, Jonathan Adler decided he was going to make some pottery. And so he started to go to this place called Mud, Sweat and Tears and he made a bunch of things and he got the gumption or like he says, it was some naivete, which really helped. And he reached out to this guy at Barney's and he asked if the guy at Barney's would like to look at his pottery. And the guy said, actually sure and he said oh my gosh really and he said yeah i'll be right over and so they make a time and they schedule it and he comes to his his fourth floor walk up he comes to his fourth floor walk up and he's looking at what he made and he says you know these pots are really cool but they have a different kind of glaze than what we really need we need this glaze that's more like a crackle glaze and he says oh okay and he says yeah i think if you could make them with this other kind of glaze we might be really interested so he decided that he was going to figure it out and he had to go to this other studio which was in soho it was a few miles from where he lived and he was rollerblading down there at like six in the morning so that he could use that studio so that he could make this with the glaze that they wanted and he went back with the glaze that they wanted and they said you know what we do like these and things started to flow from there do you remember when doug booten was here he runs a company called halo top with one of his best friends and he left his law job he was working at this law job and he was so unhappy and he says that his worst day at halo top is better than his best day ever was at the law firm and he told his parents you know i i know that you're gonna think this is crazy but I can't stay. I can't stay in this law job. I'm not happy, even though he was making money and he was on point to make even more. And he left to start this ice cream company. He had never worked in an ice cream place. He had never even scooped ice cream. He had never done anything, but he decided I'm going to try this. And he and his friends set out to make ice cream. And for them, they wanted to make an ice cream that tasted good. That was also good for people who were hypoglycemic or people who just wanted to eat things with less sugar. And so they started to work on it. And he talked about how the first several times it just didn't it wasn't right like the texture wasn't right and they weren't getting great feedback and people would taste it and they would kind of be like eh and they had to keep going back to the drawing board and thankfully they stayed in it they didn't give up they were so scared they had maxed out their credit cards and they kept going until finally they did get the texture right and they did get the flavor right and now they're like the leading seller of pints of ice cream which is amazing it's crazy and if you go to their instagram they have like so many followers and people like swear by it so thankfully they stayed in it and now they are making something that people are so happy is out there we need to get this feedback and we need to make getting this feedback part of the process so we need to be in alignment we need to find our audience we need to find people who already have our audience because that's a very strategic way to make more momentum and then we need to also get some feedback and we need to assess and be strategic about bringing that feedback into our work okay we have a lot more to get to but let's thank another amazing sponsor and then we'll be right back 
Is your bag a never-ending black hole? Well, let me tell you about Dagny Dover. So I have their Dakota backpack. It's red mesh. It's so cute. And as a mom of three, I have really not wanted to walk around with a diaper bag, except that I have a one and a half year old and she does need to be changed sometimes and she needs her wipes and she needs an extra bottle. So the Dagny Dover is awesome because it looks cool. I feel good in it. It's a versatile backpack for those on the go. Quick drying, lightweight neoprene is the ultimate performance fabric. Dedicated spot for all your necessities laptop wallet phone sneakers you can buy one and share one with your boo his or hers dagny dover is a fusion of fashion and function committed to keeping you organized while still looking good which it so does so if you give 110 percent at everything you do and you put 110 percent of your things in your bag dagny dover is for you dagny dover is offering my listeners 20 percent off your purchase when you go to dagnydover.com slash dream job and enter my code dream job don't put off getting organized my bag has changed my life that's dagnydover.com slash dream job d-a-g-n-e dover.com slash dream job and use my code dream job to get 20% off your order and you'll be happy you did another thing that's super important is we need to create content very often what i see is people putting out offers you know they're selling their t-shirts they're telling you about their etsy shop they're telling you that there's a class they have that's now open for enrollment i want you to understand that there is a runway that leads up to these things. And you could think of it like this. Like, have you ever noticed that before a movie hits the box office, you've already seen billboards for that movie or you've already seen a little ad for it on Facebook or you heard people talking about it or you saw those characters in Happy Meal ads? This is a whole strategy because what we want to do is we don't want to ever like just hope that we're going to sell somebody on something. Instead, we want to take people along on a journey. And we don't ever want to depend upon like telling somebody about something and seeing if that's enough to convince them to spend money. People actually don't need to be convinced to spend money. People love to buy. People love to shop. They really do. But what they don't like is they don't like being pitched to and they don't like being sold to. That's not something that's fun. Nobody's like, oh yeah, pitch me something. Try to sell me something. But people do love to go shopping and people do love to buy. and People do love to spend money on things that they're excited about. That's true. So What we want to do is way ahead of time, before we ever are offering something for sale, whether it's a product or a service or a class, we want to establish trust with people. We want to take people on a journey and we want to show up and we want to ask them questions and get their feedback so we're creating things that they want, but also we can be creating content, right? Like if anybody has a smartphone and a laptop, you are good to go. You don't need some high-end recording studio. You don't need a videographer to follow you around. Just by being authentic and thinking about your your customer and your audience, what are things that you can start creating? And there is a flavor for every person. You might say to me, Kathy, I'm an introvert. I do not want to go live on Facebook. I do not want to go live on Instagram. Okay, fine. Are there things that you can blog about? You might say to me, Kathy, I'm a terrible writer. I can't even bear the idea of sitting down to write this long, epic blog post. Fine. What about a top 10 cheat sheet? What about a checklist? Is there something about what it is that you're creating or doing that you think would be interesting or insightful for other people to to digest? Can you make it in, in short form, in that kind of creative form? What about just posting on Instagram 
photos or looking at the things that you're posting and then making sure that the comment section, what you post underneath your photo and the story you tell is just super authentic and vulnerable and it's building trust and you're asking people for their insight and to share their stories. There are so many ways to do this, but creating content is one way for you to start building trust and start building awareness about yourself and letting people know that you're really excited about scrapbooking or you're really interested in Bruce Springsteen or you really love floral design. And some things that are good as a rule of thumb is if you want to do videos or blog posts, you can think about creating content that's like how to's a day in the life. You can even take people sort of behind the scenes of your process of making hats. You can take people behind the scenes of you in your studio, making your paintings like you'd be surprised. But the thing that people crave more than anything is that connection. So you don't have to be perfect. And what I do want to say is that I think all of this stuff gets sort of overwhelming because we have this need to only begin once we are perfect, once we have it all dialed in, once we know exactly how it's going to go. I think that one of my biggest strengths has always been actually not having it all together. I think that I've always been willing to fly the plane while I'm building the engine. And I think that that's helpful because you can't see around the corner, but what you can do is you can dive in and you can trust that everybody's broken, everybody's bruised, everybody's scarred, your brokenness is welcome. And when we stop having shame around it and we can, we can, we can give ourselves the permission to just go ahead and do stuff, not only do people receive it so much better than you would anticipate, but people are actually like, they're relieved. It actually makes them happy because it gives them the sense of like, oh, look at her or look at him. You know, he's just doing stuff. And that makes me feel like maybe I should just do stuff. So I hope that you will think about that. I think that the other thing is we have to be really honest with ourselves. I think all of these things, as interesting as they sound, I think one of the reasons why we don't follow through with all of this stuff is a couple things. Number one, we know from Carrie Bentley, who was here um, a few months ago, she said that you are 95% more likely to get a result if you are held accountable. And that's true. It's true. That's what the research shows. So It's something I hear all the time. People keep telling me how they've been thinking about this thing or they've been wanting to start a podcast for years or they had this idea for a business, but why are they not doing it? Well, they're scared, right? And so we want to put ourselves in an environment where we are surrounded by people who are going to remind us of what's possible and also to keep us accountable. And I think that Lori Harder was really right when she said the thing that has really cracked open her business is like she will find a mentor or she will put herself in a mastermind and she will almost do things that scare her so that she puts herself in a place where she's accountable to somebody who she's a a little bit intimidated by because she knows that's going to drive her to get it done. I have been telling my husband that I wanted to lose the 12 pounds of baby weight that I still have since my 18 month old. I'm like, I just want to, you know, drop that extra size. I want to fit into my clothes. And I keep saying it, but then I drink a Coca-Cola or I eat mac and cheese with my kids like every single day. And so recently a friend of mine, she like gave me the coolest thing. And and by the way, this is not a sponsor of ours. or It's just something that I thought was super cool. I'm just sharing it. She told me about this app. It's called Diet Bet. And it's an app where... You go in and everybody pays something to be in it. And then there's this pool of money, right, that gets pooled because all these people paid to join this thing. And you keep each other accountable. And whoever loses their their goal weight, like within the, the certain period of time, 
those people who who actually achieve it, they're able to split the pot of money. So it really keeps you accountable and you have these like official weight check-ins you have to do. And I don't know about you guys, but that stuff, it works for me. Like when I'm held accountable, that's good peer pressure. That makes me feel really motivated. And I think Carrie Bentley was right. So I think at a certain point, we have to make a decision and say, Am I getting the result I want? Let me be honest with myself. Because if we keep doing the things we've done, we're going to get the same result. The only way we're going to get a new result is when we do things differently. So I think we need to think about how can we approach this? If I'm finally ready to say enough is enough, I want to be more fulfilled. I want to turn this thing into something full time. I want to wake up and work on something I love. Then what am I going to do about it? So I think surrounding yourself with people who keep you accountable and motivated is really important. And I also think this is why listening to things or reading books that are super positive or helpful because the other piece that stands in the way is the mindset. And Jen Sincero talked about this last week, but it is everything. 85% of this is psychology. You know, you can have somebody give you the exact recipe and yet what's going on psychologically is going to matter so much. It's going to really determine where you're going to wind up. So I think we need to think about what our mindset is. And I think for a lot of us, we haven't really noticed what those beliefs are that we walk around with. But some people have these horrible beliefs about being successful, like they don't feel they deserve it, or they feel like ashamed, or they have some feeling of, you know, if I'm successful, maybe I'll be greedy, or maybe I'll be selfish, or I don't want to be like those people who I've seen who have money, who are not kind, or whatever it is. But last time I checked, there were plenty of people who don't have money who can be unkind, and there's plenty of people who are wonderful and generous who are poor, and there are pl- plenty of people who are wonderful and generous who have a little bit, and there are people who are wonderful and generous and kind who have money. I think it's what we decide it is. I think it actually takes a tremendous amount of courage to notice that there are plenty of people who have given themselves the permission to have a lot of stuff and they're still extremely kind and generous. How many times have you gone to a museum or you visited a, a, a gala for a nonprofit and you see people's names on buildings or you see people's names who've don't, donated things? There's a lot of ways that we can be generous the more that we have. It's sort of simple. It's like if you wanted to share your juice with somebody and your cup just doesn't have that much in it, you just can't pour that much out, right? So the more we have, the more resources we have, the more we can do with it. And I look at it like it's an ecosystem. We all have this ecosystem and different things flow in, you know? And so just like you want to have rain and you want to have oxygen and you want to have time, you also want to have money because money is just yet another resource that allows you to have more freedom with your time. It allows you to be generous. It allows you to work on things. It allows you to help other people fund their dreams. It's fun, right? And we can use it for good. And I think it's just like with weeds. I think if rain grows on a flower, flowers grow. And I think if rain grows on weeds, weeds grow. So I think that it's up to us to stay with integrity. So if you have the intention to be kind and good and generous, the more that you have, you're going to have a beautiful home. Of course, you're going to use it to invite people over. You're going to have more money in your ecosystem. Well, of course, you're going to use that time then, that freedom that you have to work on things and to put more good in the world. And let me tell you this, it is doing a huge service to the world for you to be happy. Your happiness is something that the world really needs because when you walk down the street and you're happy, 
people feel that. If you're genuinely feeling good because you're spending the day, you know, getting your hands dirty, making that pottery or making that pie, and you're excited about writing that screenplay all day or writing music and you're in the studio, you're one more soul that's on this side. And when I say this side, I mean people who haven't given up, who haven't decided that happiness is not really possible or that you have to settle or that growing up and being practical means being unfulfilled. That's not helping anybody. It's making people feel unhappy and stuck. I really believe that every person is an original, just like every snowflake is slightly different. Every person has a different fingerprint and there is something that you came here to do. And the reason why you listen to this show is because there's something giant that's been gnawing at you. It's not that you feel like you're not enough. It's actually that there's something in there that that you know is really big and you've been wanting to live up to your potential because you know that you have something brilliant to share. And so you come back to this show because you just want to be reminded of what is in there. You have this inner wisdom that 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 tells you, you know what? You you should be doing that thing. That thing is amazing and you deserve it. And I drive in my car sometimes and you're going to think that I'm crazy maybe, but I honestly sometimes I'm crying thinking about all these souls and I just wish I could like come through this microphone and sit down with each one of you and say, "Hey, that's amazing that you love that. And guess what? You don't have to wait for someone to give you permission to be happy. You deserve it and you can do it now. And it is all possible. And there are people who are making multi six figures and seven figures. Why shouldn't that be you? Why should you be ashamed of that? Why should you have to apologize for that? Take your seat at the table. You deserve it. We can be graceful. I mean, I speak to people on this podcast who are multimillionaires. You know, Bobby Brown, she sold her company for like a billion and a half dollars, a billion over a billion, not a million, a billion. She was so down to earth. She was so cool. When I spoke to her, did I feel like there was something bad about her because she had found a way to make lots and lots of money doing what she loves? No, it was inspiring to me. And I feel like it inspired so many people. And I think it was the same thing with Mandy Moore, who was on. And I think same thing with Jonathan Adler and Gretchen Rubin. All of these people who have taken things that they were interested in and made a huge living from it. I think that they give other people the sense of it's possible because guess what? There is enough for everyone. There is enough room for you to do your thing. And there's enough money for everybody to have good sushi and a beautiful ocean view. There really is, but certain people decide that they're not worth it or there's something wrong with it or that they're ashamed of it. And then they never get to break through that next level. And I don't want to see that be you because guess what? This is the decade that we're all waiting for. This right now, we're living in it. When we were kids growing up and we had those dreams like, you know, one day I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to do this. Or one day I'm going to make my parents so proud. Or one day I'm going to make it so different. And whatever my childhood looks like and however dark it is, it's going to be so much more beautiful. It's going to be this, this, and this. Let's do it. Let's give ourselves the permission to take our seat at the table. Stop apologizing for it. You're worth it. So this mindset is huge because the more you believe that it's possible and it's doable and you see people modeling it who are kind, who are still kind and still down to earth and actually really, really generous because they're helping other people now do their thing. And the more you see that not only will it not make you something bad, but it'll make you someone who can actually now be an inspiration to other people. The more you feel that, the more you believe that and the more you are certain of what can happen and you surround yourself with people who keep reminding you to get out of your own way and get back on the horse 
you're going to see that things really change. We need to look at those beliefs. We need to take responsibility for it. And just because you believe something, it doesn't mean it's true. And it doesn't mean that you can't change that belief. You can. But by being around people who see it a different way, it's helpful, right? It's really, really helpful. So mindset, really important. So before we get to the last part, we have another word from our sponsor. I know plenty of people who have tried online dating and they always complain about the lazy text messages, the dead-end conversations, and random matches that don't turn into great dates. I've had so many friends tell me what a refreshing experience it is to date somebody through eHarmony because the matches really feel like they're catered to you, not just somebody random. And I've been to two weddings of people who met on eHarmony. eHarmony is built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships, not a shallow hookup site. eHarmony takes steps that other dating sites don't in order to find you a more compatible match. And so far, they've helped over a million people find that person who is the one. So stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and get started. Right now, my listeners can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter my code DREAMJOB at checkout. That's eHarmony.com and code DREAMJOB. This episode is also brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper is so helpful, you guys. How many times have my husband and I bought a mattress and gotten rid of it? I think about five times. With Casper, I finally get a good night's sleep. It's easy to order online. It's delivered to your door in a compact box, free shipping and free returns in the US and Canada. Made in the USA, Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foam for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. Plus, they have a risk-free 100-day trial. Considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code dreamjob at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code dreamjob at checkout. So knowing your audience, being in alignment, these are some of the most important pieces of of all of this. And like I said, when it comes to sales, when it comes to getting more followers on Instagram, when it comes to getting more clients, we wanna think about an outreach strategy. We wanna think about building trust and building awareness. And we wanna think about all the ways that we can show up authentically and start to take people with us on a journey so that when we have this thing that's finally now for sale or we have this product or this service we're offering or our yoga studio is opening or we're teaching a course, We want to already have a connection with other people so we don't have to sell them on it. We just say, yeah, now I have this. Does this solve your problems? Is this what you were looking for? And they go, oh yeah, thank you. And when you make something for those people, what happens is they tell three friends and they tell three friends and you you create this nucleus of people around you who are like your core tribe members and you never have to worry about selling because it sells itself. So I want us to get out of the mindset that business is somehow negative and sales is somehow about convincing or persuading it's not what we're doing here what we're doing is actually the opposite it's about really being in alignment with ourselves it's about having compassion for other people it's about having empathy for other people it's about making things that other people need i I talked to somebody this morning 
And she said, you know, Kathy, I just want to play devil's advocate with you. She said, I feel like we live in a doggy dog world and it's hard. And sometimes I ask for help and people just don't want to give it to me. And I don't know if it's really true that you can just get the help you need. And I said, well, I want to challenge you with that because I said to her, you know, I've never really been in the business of asking for help. I don't think it's other people's jobs to just have this extra time to be helpful to everybody. When I started out in music, I don't know if you guys remember, but one of the things that I did is I wanted to get the attention of people who were choosing music for TV shows and ads. And a lot of my friends were telling me that they weren't having any luck because they would send an email with some music to this particular person and they would say, hey, can you listen to my song? Hey, can you listen to my song? And they said, nobody writes back. So I said, well, imagine that person you're writing to they have a job they have stuff that has to get done and then after work they have a dog that has to go to the vet or they have somebody's surprise party like they don't just have all this extra time on top of what they have to do to be generous to these strangers they don't know so i used to think how can i be helpful instead of interrupting their day again thinking with that empathy how can i think of adding value to them what could i do and one thing i thought of early on is Well, what if I was like, everybody likes coffee. So I made this really easy sort of PDF and I put at the top mochas and music. It was a picture of a little girl playing guitar with a plus sign next to it and then a picture of a latte. And I said, step one, tell me your favorite Starbucks drink. Step two, tell me what time and day I can drop it off. And step three, I'll leave you caffeinated and I'll leave some music behind. And I sent that to like 60-ish people And some people said no thanks and some people didn't respond, but about 26 people said, sure, you can bring me some coffee. Why not? And I went to 26 offices and would you believe that a year later I was featured in Billboard magazine with a full page story about me and a picture. It was a crazy, amazing like milestone in my life. And it was talking about how I had 28 songs licensed that year before. And how did I do that? And the title of the article was Writing Her Own Check. And it was all about, you know, the triumph of the indie hustle. And what I realized was people are always asking other people like, hey, can I interrupt you? Hey, can I pitch you? Hey, can you help me? But we want to be thinking like, what do they need? And before I even would go to the office, I would take it and zoom out just like I was telling you before. So I would think about what they might need and they were the equivalent of the gallery shop owner for me, right? They were the person who was choosing the music for the TV show. They would be the equivalent of the person who owns the local coffee shop if I was baking cupcakes and I wanted to go in and see if they wanted to also have my cupcakes there for their customers. So they were the person I was thinking about, okay, how can I be empathetic to them? And not only was I thinking, what can I give them? So I was like, oh, maybe they would like some coffee. But when I actually walked in and I had the music, I had done the work to create the kinds of songs that I knew because I had done some research on what they were choosing. And I had spent a few months before I even did this in the studio, working on songs with them in mind, with their projects in mind. So I was already looking at what themes are they using? What kinds of lyrics are being told? What kinds of stories are these shows telling? And so then when I would show them the music and they would listen, they would say, wow, yeah, this is cool. You know, it was all about that empathy and it works. And sometimes people would invite me to stay for couple minutes sometimes people invited me to stay for like a whole conversation and we would talk about stuff and again I would use that time to ask them about themselves because I was truly curious and people like to feel heard people like to feel like they matter and I would want to know why did you get into this what music is playing in your car who was the band early on in your life that made you such a fan of music that you wanted to do this as a job taking that empathy and really putting your money where your mouth is and doing that and walking the walk 
it's so simple that it actually makes you stand out. This is the thing that people just don't see. We're human beings. We are human beings. We are connected people. We're tribal people. We just want somebody else to take the moment and say, how can I serve? How can I make value for this other person? As opposed to how can I keep asking to take something from this person, to ask this person to see me or to give to me? Later on in my career, I remember after that was like, you know, going really well, I was like, you know, I want to try something else and I want to have more FaceTime. I want to meet more people. And, you know, some people weren't responding to wanting me to drop off coffee in their office. And I thought, you know, people like to be heard. I thought, oh, this is crazy. What if I rented a theater and I then would send an email and instead of asking to bring these people coffee or asking if they could take time out of their week to meet me, I thought, what if I ask if they'd like to come to speak to a group of aspiring songwriters and give their advice and give their perspective on what it takes to to actually be the kind of writer who 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 they would want to work with and you wouldn't believe how many people said sure yeah i'd love to do that because it made them feel purposeful it made them feel valued and they are valued they have a tremendous amount to say on this topic so i rented the theater i wound up having to rent the theater like 10 different times because so many people said yes and I wound up having not just one person show up each time but three people and then I started to sell the seats so that songwriters could come and it was like a win-win it became a day where I actually was able to make a little money doing and putting this together and people loved this event and I gave each one of the people who would come to speak like this awesome swag bag because I thought it would be insulting to like get give them a check and so I gave them like a pair of Ted Baker sunglasses or I gave them a great pair of headphones and it was great and lo and behold my career like quadrupled because all of those people started to say wow that was a cool experience and then they found out a little bit more about me and I would let them know yeah I have music if you need it and oh yeah send me an email and it was a way of creating again what would they want what can I offer what can I give to them so thinking about this and radical empathy and how this really is at the it's at the core of all of it when you're thinking about what it is that you're going to pursue I want you to think about is dance something you just do for yourself that you love or would you really enjoy doing it if you had to consider other people when you were doing it because if, if the answer is I really don't want to have to take those other people into consideration then that's fine then I would suggest that you keep doing it and you do it for yourself because it's it's great to do but there will be something that you say to yourself you know I like baking and I like baking and I like when people eat my brownies and they like them. I do want to consider other people. I have no problem with that. I guess I just need more direction and what people want and then I can make the dinner that this other person actually would enjoy and then I would have fun being in the kitchen using my skills and talents to make this fabulous meal and I would be able to make something that this other person loved. Yes, that would be great. Well, then you're in the right place. But when it comes to the seed level of all of this, it's about what can I do if I'm being radically empathetic, using outrospection, thinking about other people, and how does this work in finding my audience? How does this work in an outreach strategy? How does this work in creating content? How does this work in getting feedback? This is a game changer. So I hope this was helpful. Now here are some takeaways. Number one, align with your ikigai. Find the work that you love to do, that you're good at, and that the world wants from you. Number two, know the end user and where the end user is already going. Number three, assess and get feedback. People love to share their opinion. Number four, create content. Build your runway before you send out offers. Number five, there's no shame in not being perfect. Number six, make a decision to embrace a positive mindset. Number seven, we all have an ecosystem that needs resources to flow. Number eight, the more you believe it's possible and doable, the more things will change. Number nine, it's not about sales. 
pitches or interrupting someone's day. It's about providing value. It's about empathy. Number 10, you have a unique superpower, a unique zone of genius. No one else has what you have to offer. Go share that with the world. So I have some news for you guys. I've been asked by many people, hey, Kathy, can you look at what I'm creating? Can you give me some advice? Can you give me some feedback? Can I, can I hire you to be my mentor? And I have so much going on between this podcast and writing a book and having my three kids and writing music and running an agency. And I thought, you know what I should do? I should create a three-month mentorship program. I should create a program where I will be there and I will be able to give people advice and also give people assignments and get you into action and get you working on things and keep you accountable. So I created it. It's called The Creative Workroom, How to Make a Living Doing What You Love. You can find out more about it if you go to thecreativeworkroom.com. It starts April 23rd and enrollment is open right now until April 19th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So you have a few days to think about it if you want to join me for this amazing three-month mentorship program. Okay, so this course is for a couple types of people. Number one, let's say you already know what you want to do. You started your woodworking business. You have a side hustle selling your cake pops, but you're not sure how to take it to the next level to where you're really making most six figures or fully aligning with the thing that will speak to your audience and create a bigger impact. We will go through what you're already doing, what you plan for your next strategy, and tweak your ideas so you can really understand what it is specifically that you're truly meant to contribute to the world. So if you're in that group, this course will help you out. This will help you level it all up. Or let's say you're the type of person who says, I don't know what I want to do. I have so many passions. I'm not sure which one I'm good at, but I know I have something amazing to contribute to the world. Well, this course is also for you. We're going to guide you towards that ikigai and crystallize the work that you can be doing that's going to be truly fulfilling and that is actually going to make you a great living. Plus, we'll give you ideas on the best ways to channel your efforts so you can share your gift with your audience. Remember in a previous episode, we talked about being a maker versus a teacher, curator, investigator. We're going to dig into this. We're going to figure out how you can incorporate this with your work. Which one of those things are you? Are you more suited to be a maker or would you rather be teaching the pottery or would you rather be curating it or would you rather be an investigator? Would you like to be a person who's blogging or making a living as a podcaster? We're going to talk about all those things and how which one might suit you best. We'll also talk about how to reach out to potential clients, create content, connect with your tribe. Things are going to click. You're going to get that clarity you need to really provide value and you're going to stand out from the competition. You're going to grow your income, but the best part is that you're going to be so fulfilled. That's what I'm after and I know you're after that too. Again, it's a three-month course where I will literally give you every tool I've ever used that's worked. There will be videos and worksheets, but also live. I'm going to come on and we're going to talk and we're going to have these discussions And I'm also going to bring on other experts. But yes, I will be there to provide feedback and take you through each step. Yes, me, Kathy Heller, not some random team member, my face, my voice. So I can't wait to meet everyone who joins this course. And in addition, I'm going to be giving you guys lifetime access to this group. So you now will have a group of people around you that keep reminding you of what's possible. You can bounce ideas off each other, keep each other accountable. This is something that I think is a big game changer. And as I continue to update content over the next year and two years and three years, you will be given that lifetime access. So you will get all the new iterations of this program as they come out and all the new content. So we'll be in this journey together. And I think that that's really exciting. This is going to be an incredible experience. So if you want, you can go to thecreativeworkroom.com for more information. Remember, enrollment is open until April 19th. 
midnight Pacific Standard Time, and the course begins April 23rd. In terms of payment, you can pay in a few different ways. You can pay in full, or you can make three separate payments, or you can make smaller payments over 12 months, so you choose whatever works for you. If you have any questions about the course or questions in general, or you wanna just share something with me, I'm gonna be going live in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group this Wednesday, April 18th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'll be giving a free training. This will actually also be a sneak peek into the course. I'm gonna be going over with you guys something really cool so you get a taste of what's in this course, but I think you'll find this super insightful. My past students have loved this exercise, and we're gonna go over it on Wednesday so you'll get a little taste, and that'll be a great time to ask me any questions about the course, or you can also just share whatever you want with me. I'll be there Wednesday in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, I'll always be there to help you brainstorm things, give you support and feedback, and answer whatever you want to know about the course. So if you haven't already, make sure you join the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and join the live chat April 18th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I can't wait to see you guys there. I've been so fortunate to have so many chats with the listeners of this podcast, and you guys are a really special group of human beings. And what I've learned from talking to you and from hearing from you is this is not just a group of people who's looking to make a quick buck. This is not just just a group of people who wants to like have some passive income or make a living. This is a group of people who truly wants to be fulfilled by contributing to the world. People want to find a way to do the thing that they really love doing. And there's this sense that it's about fulfillment. It's about a sense of purpose. We're chasing that meaning. We're chasing having a life that feels supercharged, feels alive. We want to go to work every day and feel like we're doing our life's work, that we're feeling in alignment with who we are. I really respect you for that. And I really appreciate that. And The course that I've developed, which is beginning in a week, is really designed to help you figure out how can you once and for all find more fulfillment? How can you stand out in the world as yourself? How can you do the work that's meant to be your work, the work that you've been put here to do? You are you. That is amazing. It's unique. And I've seen it with my own eyes time and time again, how many people have figured out a way to make an incredible living doing what they love. If you would have told me when I was in college and I was just listening to people tell me what the options were when I graduated, if you would have told me that I would be able to make multi-six figures and seven figures doing things that really give me a sense of fulfillment and they make me feel alive and there's purpose and meaning, if you would have told me that that was there and that perhaps You could make more money doing the thing that you love, making pottery, baking, writing. If you would have said to me that that was potentially more probable for a person to make a greater living than being a doctor or a lawyer or an architect, I would have just looked at you like you're crazy. But today, as I sit here, I'm telling you the truth. I speak to entrepreneurs all the time who have figured out a way to make the most amazing living, but they're feeling that sense of purpose. And that's what really matters. You wanna wake up, You want to be yourself. You want to look back when you're 85, when you're 95, and you want to say like, I lived, I did it. I lived my journey. I didn't live somebody else's life. I didn't do the thing that somebody else thought was practical or somebody else. I did that thing that made me feel like I was truly genuinely happy. Like I could do that thing all day long. And I was just so content and I was at peace to be doing that. And you know what? That does make the world better. Well, I want to help you. I'm determined to help as many people as possible to do this, to help you get clarity around it. But then also I wanna show you the strategies that work. I wanna show you how to be resourceful and how to level up and change the game. So that when you look back, 
three months from now, six months from now, I want things to be different. I want you to have a different result. So I want you guys to join me for this experience. I know that it'll be worth it. I cannot wait to share this time with you. It is such an honor to get to spend this time together and I don't take it for granted and I want to get to know you better. So I can't wait to get to really dig in and look at these ideas close up and see what we can do to really make them explode on every level and find you more of that feeling of purpose and fulfillment. Thank you guys for listening to our show. If you want to support us, there's a couple things you can do that just take a couple minutes. One, you can leave us an iTunes review. You can tell your friends about the show. That's like the best thing you can do is post about it on Instagram. And if you um, tag me in the post, I will be happy to give you a shout out. You can also follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. And I answer all my DMs. So come on over and hang out with me. It's so fun to get to talk to you guys there. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I'll leave you with a song that I wrote and I'll be talking to you soon. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. So many times I chose to run. So many times I held my tongue. I held my tongue. Never saying what I needed to. But now